Potato, potato, potato. Sound effects by Liv. Hi everyone, it's Emma and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Wow. <laughs> Took a lot to get all those punching noises out. Yeah, I like that in between the punching noises, I can see you trying to hit the button. Trying to make it go again. <laughs> it's pretty good. Guys, did Guys. you listen to our last podcast? If you didn't, what? It was, uh, it's very... It was a good one. It was a good one. It we was talked, uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was about a generational trauma and how you can heal, heal it spiritually. Or not, it wasn't about how you can heal it spiritually. It's just generational trauma and how some people can heal it spiritually. Spiritual epigenetics. But this one, this one's for you guys. And it's created by you guys because it's listener stories. It's really exciting. Sorry, we don't have a lot of sound effects. So it's just me being obnoxious. So, if you have no idea what we're talking about, we asked you guys for spoopy stories, which apparently Liv thinks is something. <laughs> I was trying to do the ba-dum-tsh one. Ba-dum-tsh. I don't know which one that is. Nope. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. We're done. Continuing. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we asked you for your paranormal stories or your medium stories or anything that relates to the content that we make. And we ask for this on our website. We You can go to the extras tab if you want to get in on the next one and give us your paranormal spoopy stories. And we may or may not use them in a future episode, but make sure that it is not copyrighted because we're going to check. Emma's got her fact checking head on. Hat on, hat on, head on. Head on? Yep. Yep. Okay, what's the first one? So do we want to go the, with the ones that we already did, or do we want to do all of the ones we haven't done? I think we need to do the ones that we did for the people that don't like YouTube, and then we need to put a little bit of sprinkle of other stuff in there. Well, I think we should just do all of the ones we haven't done, and they have to go to our YouTube channel and support us on other channels. <laughs> How sneaky. How sneaky. I don't know. I, I mean, feel it. We have enough. Okay. And if we don't, I'll sprinkle some in from the last one. But I feel like it'll be more authentic. Or You're something. authentic. I get to go first. You went first in the YouTube video. <laughs> Why do you always have to go first? I'm an Aries. We answered this in the last podcast. But you went first in the video. Mm-hmm. Aries. Okay, fine. Ha! <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, let's do the one that I so graciously titled The Old Farmhouse on Native American Land. Wow. This story is brought to you by Marley W. We should also say that if you guys are new to our podcast and our YouTube channel or anything about metapsychics, I am a psychic medium. M is a psychic medium. We're twin flames and we've been friends for almost 10 years and now this is our business. So go listen to all of our other stuff because we are your sidekicks to everything metaphysical, which yeah. is 
going to explain itself in this this first listener story. So, sorry. Yeah, we're going to read the stories. And because we're psychic mediums, we're going to tell you if the things they talk about are actually there. Or at least what we see with yeah. our weird, funky minds. <laughs> <laughs> so, the story that I titled The Old Farmhouse on Native American Land. We bought a house in 2016, and we knew right off the gate... That the property was very, very old. It's out in a rural setting and had knew that the property had been settled since the time of the Native Americans. The town is named after the chief. Anyways, an old farmhouse had burnt down here and that's when the previous owners put our house now in. So anyways... We started doing some renovations, and pretty much as soon as we do, strange phenomena start taking place. Constantly seeing shadow people out of the corner of your eyes, hearing footsteps. And one day, my husband came out to work here, and there was a small pile of some kind of animal bones lying right at the front door. Shortly after that, he very clearly saw a set of red eyes out in the yard, it hit him so hard he began to cry and ran to the car. What? It hit him so hard he ran. Oh, okay. I just hit can't him? read. So it says, shortly after he very clearly saw a set of red eyes in the yard, it hit him so hard he began to cry and ran to the car. Sorry, there's, the sentences are weird on this. <laughs> so he saw red eyes and there were bones. Okay. A short time Later, we end up moving in with these weird things still going on. A friend felt something touch his shoulder. We saw a figure at the fridge. And finally, I ended up capturing a photo and an ADT video of whatever it is that is here. Sorry, I read like a a child. (laughs) Also, the sentences are a little bit weird. Also. Also, also. Why are there bones on your front porch? (laughs) Yeah, and red eyes. That's really creepy. I feel like there's a lot of stuff around your house. I can't even pinpoint one thing. What is the thing with red eyes? I think it's some sort of spirit animal that's mischievous. I'm getting like graveyard vibes. Like there's like a gatekeeper that like protects the land. But I don't know that that's what they're seeing. But that's the person that's like, there's a lot of things here. Maybe I should explain it to you. Yeah, there is a lot of things there. I feel like my guides are like, you don't need to see it because it's a lot. (laughs) Hmm. The person in the fridge, I don't think, was was bad. That person, I think, is just funny. What do you mean, person in the fridge? Remember the sentence that said, I saw someone standing in front of our fridge? Oh, or in like front of the fridge. By the fridge. I, I think of it as like when Apalaki was opening that one girl's fridge. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Just like being obnoxious. Like very confused about why the fridge is there. Mm, it might be the person that lived on the property before the house burnt down looking at their fridge now. Ah. Because it's definitely like a human spirit, whereas all of the other stuff, I feel like there's human spirits that pass by that are associated with the land, but there's also like weird stuff, like the yeah. thing with the red eyes. Because I see that thing and I see it kind of like like a cat almost. Oh my God, I see the same thing. I see it kind of like a snow leopard, but not. You know how yeah. snow leopards have that pattern of like gray and black fur? It's like a little bit different, like a like a but not it, deer. Yeah, like it, like it looks like one, but you know it's not. Yeah, it like slinks around really fast on the ground, almost like a snake. It's um, it makes me uncomfortable. 
Yeah. The whole story makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> just don't touch the bones. Just ignore it. Literally don't touch anything that they give you. But I feel like, oh gosh, do you think a, like a witch did that? Because I, I see like fighting happening like from a long time ago. Like there's a lot of negative energy and the negative energy associated with the land has brought dark things to it. It's kind of like... I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, a stillness almost, but there's like a terror somewhere because of so much negative things that happened there. Yeah. I feel like the people that had the house, the original house before it burned down, were a little more connected to the land because they knew what went on there. So they were like, even though something like this land has seen a lot, like energetically wise, we're going to make it something different. But I feel like they fell short a little bit. So when the house burnt down and they built your guys' house, it's just like you're not as tied to it. Whereas I feel like the people that owned the land before kind of quieted things down. They're Whereas- explaining it to me. You know the um, the elephant graveyard in The Lion King? No, I forget. I know what you're talking about. It's where all the hyenas are in the boneyard. Okay. They're saying that it's like that, like... Obviously, something really bad happened here, but now everything is like still and kind of stuck in one place. Oh, you mean enter like a lot of residual stuff? And it, yeah, and it like brings dark things to it because it's a dark place because that's where all the hyenas go to. Yeah, everything's very quiet and like heavy. Yeah, exactly. It's like being in an elephant graveyard in The Lion King. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, which is really strange that that's how they associate it with, but it's like makes a lot of sense. Did we get footage of the ADT camera? Didn't they send that in? I tried to ask her and she never sent me anything. She she ghosted me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's funny because we're talking about ghosts. That's really weird. Who was this brought in by? Marley. W. Thanks, Marley W. Your story is really scary. Sorry I couldn't actually read it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Okay, next one. All right, this one is submitted by Luna S. And M, so caringly and lovingly named it, Handprint of Dust. So, there isn't much that happened during the time, but as I go back to it, I felt like there was more to it. When I was in maybe sixth grade, I was just sitting in our classroom, which for context was said to have been a cemetery before it was part of our school. Oh, but of course it was. Bad planning on the adults. When I saw a white form or a child beside my teacher's table crouching down, crouching down. What is he doing? Not playing heads up seven up. What? Was she seeing a ghost or was there an actual child? She said, I saw a white form. Or a child beside my teacher's okay, table so a ghost. crouching down. I'm not quite sure if it was a female or a male, but it was about seven to nine years old. At first, I didn't think much about it. But after a few years, me and my friend talked about it and she saw it too in the same place. Suddenly, I remembered my teacher telling us that during the summer on the chair besides the one I sit on, there was a small handprint of dust if i remember it correctly oh all this came back to mind because constantly for weeks i dreamt of that room i do lucid dream cool beans cool so beans I, <laughs> so i know that i'm dreaming and could control it but i never thought of checking that place when i saw the white form after me thinking about it though i started dreaming less of it 
Another thing about it is that I dream of the bathroom across the classroom, which I get creepy vibes from, like how the lights would flash sometimes when I'm there, but I just think of it as an old light that's about to be broken. But now that I think of it, maybe it was that white form or maybe something else. Ugh, your school, gross. Ugh. Yeah, there's a lot of residual energy because of it. it's a school, so there's a lot of people going in and out of it. But it's also on top of something that is a high spiritual whatever energy because it's a cemetery. So Possibly. She said right. Possibly? Yeah. It, I mean, I think that it is. Oh, she said, which is said to have been a cemetery before it was part of our school. Why would anybody do that? That's so disrespectful. Yeah. Anyways. So Luna continues. I told my mom this and she tells me about talking to someone when I was young. I've heard this story before, but she reminded me because she told me that I really could see something they couldn't. One instance was at our house. It was my grandma's property, and behind it is basically foresty filled with trees and a mountain. So she told me that when a woman was asking me to come with her, but she said that I refused to go with her because I told the woman that my mom would be mad if I go with her. Another instance is when my mom told me, that I spoke to the cement figures my grandma made, which is of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> my mom said that they'd ask me to play with them. When oh my the f- gosh. She's got a lot going on. I think she is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a beacon of energy. Oh, and things sure. are just attracted to her. Yeah, it makes me think of a lot of like stories. Whenever the figures would move, the person that moves, oh, whenever the figures were moved, the person that would move them, so like the little dwarves, would get sick. So our family concluded that maybe there are spirits that started living in them. I don't have much information on it, but it was made when I was very, very young, and it took place when I was very young, too, so I have no recollection of this. You literally, like, people in your family would move the things that your grandma made, and they'd get sick because they were like, put me back. I don't like it over here. That's that's gross. I know. They're, the, all of these things, I feel like, are not related to each other, but no. I feel like they're relating to this girl. Yeah. I don't know if this is also something, but when we got our house blessed, the person oh doing it said that there was a Hawaiian chief in my room. The energy was so strong that he had to have his wife massage his back as he entered <sighs> so my room. Things. I don't remember much about it, but sometimes I do feel like someone's standing in my room. Sometimes I think that I'll catch a glimpse of a form during the night and would have chills during the day. I want to send you this to see what you think about it because I've heard about the Claire's but have never really thought about it. I recently watched your video and thought maybe I am one or I don't really know. You're what? One of the Claire's? <laughs> one of them. I mean, she thinks she's a medium. Ah, 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 ah. Because that sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. But one of your videos, you talked about hearing voices through your own voice. I kind of get that, which got me very interested. But most of them come when I'm anxious. I don't know if I'm actually, if it's actually someone else, but they echo in my violent thoughts. And when I try to think of the same things on purpose. Before you said something, I heard it. It feels different and the words don't come out like they do. And they're not as loud as my thoughts were when I just randomly think when I'm anxious. Well, that's my story. Luna S., that is absolutely freaking wild. Okay, there's a lot to unpack with that. (laughs) You want to start with the school? Who's a little boy? It's definitely a little boy, too. I saw saw the little boy. He has, like, a bowl cut. Like, his hair's, like, long and straight How do I see these things? You explain things to me, and I'm like, wait, 
I wasn't making that up because like my brain immediately says, oh, you just somehow got information and now you're picturing this thing based on the information you have. But I don't think I got any information to tell me that he's a little boy with a bowl cut. <laughs> he thinks you're funny. <laughs> he's sitting next to you just so you know. Wait, what side? He's on your left. He's in between us. Really cute. He has his feet swinging on the couch. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this is wild, guys. I feel like he's in the school because he's, like, interested because he didn't, like, go to school for very long, if at all. I think he went to school, but there's something wrong with his family. He's saying that his uh. mom and dad were gone really early. Or, yeah. like, I don't know if they left him or what it was, but... For some reason, I think he passed away when he was younger and school was like mm -hmm. the place that made him feel happy. Yeah. So he stays at school because it's fun. Yes. It's so cute. He is cute. I'm, I'm glad that you're seeing the same person that I'm seeing. <laughs> Me too. He has like little overalls on, right? <laughs> yeah. But they're like made of cloth like mine and they're like he a like, dark green or a dark blue. Loki looks like a little like a little Amish boy. Like he's got a little Amish boy cut kind of. Mm-hmm. And he's in, like, little overalls, and he's, like, real cute. He has, like, lightish, darkish brown, his brown hair. Yeah, well, it's, like, sandy blonde. Yeah. Dirty blonde. Yeah. He's really cute. Yeah, and he, he has a spirit dog with him. Yeah, a dog that he had, so. It's adorable. So you got, you definitely saw that. That's It's crazy. wild. Okay. I, I think she's just a medium. <laughs> yeah. There's no other reason that you would see all this stuff so vividly, well, too. I also think that things are just attracted to you because you can see them. Because that's a lot of stuff you, like, unpacked. What's the next thing that's on there? The next one was um, her grandma's house, and a woman came her, told her to come into the woods with her. Good fucking job not doing that shit, Luna. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. See, I don't want to even like think about it because I read a creepypasta once <laughs> about this dude who was a cryptozoologist and he literally went to his like fiance's parents house that lived in the mountains, like in like, I don't know, Appalachia or like Canada or something. And everyone in this family knew that you weren't supposed to go out past dark and go into the trees because the people that were like fairies or something that lived in the trees would steal you. I get something really dark. Yeah. From this woman. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like when I like think about her, I see the woman and then she kind of like glitches. Like she's trying to hold this form of a woman, but she's not a woman. So she like has a hard time holding herself with this image. So we're going to move on. So uh, <laughs> don't go into the forest if that happens again. Yeah. And the creepy pasta, it was literally like, the people that lived in this town forged a treaty with like spiritual beings that were there that if they didn't do something past a certain time that they wouldn't be stolen or something. But these like beings live in the trees, which is why everyone in the town is like, we can't leave because we're the only ones that know about it. It was really creepy. It was a really good creepy pasta. Yeah, I feel like this thing might be bombed by the forest. But it's super scary. It is. Whatever oh. I'm talking to. You need to, like, get it out of here. Only giving me have anxiety. Well, it's not interested in me. I'm just getting information about it. But it's gross. So good job making that decision. Executive yeah. decision to not fuck around with that shit. It looks like it's, like, it has to be in the forest, which is also weird. There's, they're showing me, like, a line around the forest and around the trees. And there's, like, some dark 
spiritual energy within the forest. There might be like some sort of negative association with it or something, but I don't know. <laughs> the woman is scary. What's the next thing? Was that the uh, the cement seven dwarfs that her grandpa made? <laughs> okay, I feel like wherever you live is wild. <laughs> honestly <laughs> for things to just like put themselves within figures like that is yes, ridiculous because it's also like you're not just getting human spirits around you you get weird like interdimensional being creature things yes it's, what are in those what do you think are in those dolls or f figures i think it's kind of like houses how houses start to get like energy to them but i feel like her grandpa put a lot of like stuff in the cement figures that he made and it just like they were like, well, he made this with a lot of care, so we're going to take it up. I, It's just weird. I don't know. I don't like to think about stuff like that because it freaks me out. Are there, like, spiritual beings associated with them? They're not in them, but they like them because they look like them. I don't know if I'm making that up either. Do you see anything else? It's kind of sure it'd be like, um, like how spirits will look through animals to see things. Yeah. They use those to see things. Why do people get sick when they get moved? Probably because they don't want to be moved. But what's doing that? You Whatever's know what attached saying? to it. So the little uh, being things that are look through their eyes are doing that? Yeah. What are the being things? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I literally talk to dead people. When it's not a dead person, it freaks me out. They're I know, giving that me, like, sounds weird. They're giving me like forest creature that kind of thinks that they look similar to the figures yeah because they're like this is my home why are you moving it they're like i'm associated with nature like fairies but i'm not a fairy <laughs> mm -hmm. wherever you live is wild <laughs> yeah i know i please tell us where it is so we don't move there <laughs> no i want to go see it no, you're going to get snatched by a lady. But there's so many you would like be dumb enough to go there too. I'm an Aries. The Don't. lights switch on and off and I go straight directly towards it because I think it's cool. Okay, Luna, maybe don't tell us where you live. <laughs> because if M finds out. But there's so many like uh, beings that I've never seen before. Okay, what's the next thing? The last one was the chief that's in her room. Oh, yeah. I saw the chief immediately. I feel like that's one of the voices you hear. Because mm. I hear a man's voice echoing through the house. Also, I don't know why the dude that was supposed to bless your house had to have, like, a pregame warm-up by, <laughs> like, by his wife. I feel like, I don't know if you get the same thing, but I feel like this man was trying to prevent the uh, priest from blessing the house. I think that it doesn't matter that the priest blessed the house because he's cooler than the priest. Well, yeah. Like, the chief was, I see him, like, pushing whatever energy the priest was putting out and pushing it out of the house. Yeah, because probably whatever the priest was going to do was going to make things worse. Yeah. I feel because like the chief so protects the house. there's so much spiritual energy around it that it would just, like, stir the pot in that area. So, like, things will just start being attracted to that location. I literally feel like this is, like, somebody that lived in the town from the creepypasta that I read. It's very possible. Because I don't, like, did you, Luna, did you read the creepypasta and then make this? Because it's way too, like, almost Good. as if you were a town's person from this specific creepypasta. <laughs> because I think it was, like, the settlers of this town, like, 
have weird things with the stuff that they know live in the forest and you almost got yeeted by one of the forests and you're telling us that there's a chief that lives in your house that like the priest knew about who's probably like protecting your house in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe those that chief is the thing that um, prevents the weird things from getting out of the forest. Probably. Because I feel like that might be the like break that I'm seeing within the energy. Because I feel like the forest is like spinning energy, whereas outside of the forest is more calm and light. But the forest might be very heavy in there. I feel like the forest is like a Dyson. <laughs> What's that? Sucks everything in. Yeah. There might be a portal or something in there. God, it's gross. But it's like, I feel like the portal is used for things, like energy-wise. Oh, for sure. Like, things feed off of it, and that's why there's so many things in that forest, and they come out of it. I don't like it. But this chief man tries to contain it by putting this ring of light around the forest. Mm -hmm. Makes sense now. Yeah. It literally... Feels like the creepy pasta that I read, but you live in the place that That's this really creepy pasta was written. Interesting. All right, your turn. Oh yeah, it tag is my you're turn. it. Did you move the thing? Yeah, I moved it over. Moved it over. I'm gonna move you over. Um, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me choose one. You ready? Uh-huh. Well, on the next one, you guys. So this one is called the possessed dog. And it is brought to you by Nicole F. Thanks, Nicole F. (laughs) Are you ready? This one has started out weird, so. It makes me sad already. I don't want to learn about a possessed dog. I like dogs. I don't know if that's even a thing, but we'll see. Wasn't it like hellhounds or something? Hellhounds are the the dogs that, like, take you to hell. I mean, I guess. They drag you away. (laughs) If you sell yourself to the devil or something. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Okay, so it says, hi. Hi. I have a paranormal story, but I will warn you, it has to do with a human possessing their dog. Dun, dun, dun. Wait. (laughs) Laughs over noise effect. My sister and I were talking about our experiences with spirits. I was describing my spiritual awakening, and I think she may be going through one herself. In addition to this, we were talking about her co-worker who also is going through her spiritual awakening. She had been mentioning this for a while, and my sister finally told me why. My sister said that her co-worker's boyfriend had overdosed recently. He had died in one room, and the dog was in the other room. My sister said he really loved that dog. I guess her co-worker could look into the eyes of the dog and recognize her boyfriend. Or so she thought. It's really weird. <laughs> but, I mean, it happens, I guess. Well, I mean, I've had readings where, like, where people us, said that. Well, well, they don't possess the animal. Yeah, I don't think it's possession. i also not really sure if possession is a thing. Because there are people that say, that's not real, as, like, a medium say that that's not real. They probably just say that so it doesn't happen to them. Yeah, but I also don't know if they're just saying that so that they have the mindset so they can't have that experience but i i honestly do not know okay hold on she had a lot of money so she was able to hire a great medium so she said 
I'm really glad that a great medium is equated with how much money it costs to get them. Okay. I like how this girl's saying, so she said. (laughs) (laughs) This medium had been helping her get the spirit out of their dog, and she said it was done. I don't know if she was there when this was happening, so I don't know who said that he felt gone so. But my sister went over her house and looked at the dog in the eyes and said she could still see that there was something there in the dog. I don't know if she said anything to her friend, but I told her to go tell her friend what she saw. We were kind of in a conversation validating our spiritual experiences. Cool beans. She said, but wait, that's not everything. My sister said whatever was in the dog knew my sister could see it. She said they made eye contact. The dog eased himself from a sitting position slowly to a stance without breaking eye contact with my sister. Its eyes, she said, shone from the inside, like when you flash a light on an animal's eyes in the dark and they become reflective, kind of like cat's eyes in the night. But anyways, we don't know if it's him or not. I hope he's okay and that the dog comes away okay as well. That's so scary. I don't know why a medium is trying to get a spirit out of a dog because I don't think the dog's possessed. Yeah. Well, okay, as a medium, I have had souls tell me that they will use animals to look through things. Like, we are, we, you have access to listening to the podcast where I give our best, well, I give our friends, Jenny and Anthony, a medium reading. And I talk about how when Jenny was pregnant, her grandfather would use her cat Stella to comfort her and her baby while she was pregnant because her cat was very much like off standish, didn't really like to cuddle all the time, didn't really care about anything. But once she was pregnant with the baby, it's almost as if Stella changed and was always on top of her belly, purring, wanted attention, was always next to her. And I'm like, yeah, that's because that's your grandpa. Your grandpa's using Stella to like protect his his child within you well not his child (laughs) that would be weird his grandchild kind of so he brought this child in for her yeah so that's why i said his child Mm -hmm. that he's watching over yeah during the pregnancy Mm -hmm. and now that the baby's born stella's back to normal she like doesn't care (laughs) is a cat and um, M's sister has a baby where one of their family members uses their cat to check in and watch the baby. So I think that's interesting. But I don't, I have no idea about like the boyfriend and the dog. I feel like especially like I've never gotten like malicious vibes. That just sounds malicious when you see, you, like you notice a spirit in a in a creature and then it like gets into like a hunting position, like it's tracking you. That is weird. I don't know why anybody would do that unless maybe the medium pissed off the soul or something. Do you think that this woman's boyfriend is in the dog? I don't know. I feel like it's not him. I don't feel like it is. I feel like it's maybe something not as cool. That's okay. That's the vibe I was getting. But it's not going to talk to us. Because it doesn't want to. Exactly. Exactly. Again, we don't control the information we get. <laughs> but it's definitely... Did something change when that medium tried to get the spirit out? Or thought she was trying to get the spirit out? Maybe she wasn't a medium. Maybe she was, like, putting something there. I don't know. 
it freaks me out. I don't like it. As a medium, I don't do stuff like that. And I don't think I'd ever want to think that I could do stuff like that. I'm just here to talk to people. That's it. You know? I don't do, like, house cleansings or all of that stuff. It's scary. It's not my place. What I'm getting is I see, like, the soul of this man, but he's not near the dog. And he says he doesn't go into the dog. I see, like, red, black smoke. And in the dog, there my like guides are explaining that because i asked if someone's recognizing like the soul within their eyes what is happening there and what they're explaining to me is it's kind of like alluring in a predatory way which i don't really want to is the dog medium sized and like brown like a reddish brown yeah that's what i see it's really weird i don't want to think about it (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. I've never heard of anything like that before. I also feel like maybe when you look at the dog and you realize this is happening, you may feel like your hair stands up on your edge. Yeah. How they're explaining it to me is like in one of these videos where this person's house is haunted, the person's like, my hair like stands up on the back of my neck because that is a natural reaction to like being hunted by things. That is like uh sixth sense of there's something around that you should be like aware of so that you can run away and that you keep yourself safe that is the feeling that i get when i look into this dog <laughs> and i feel like the same thing is happening when you also look into the dog but they like don't want you to be afraid because they want to stay there yeah so whenever you ignore it it goes back to normal but once you like know what's up it's like i see what you're seeing that's all here that's also why you're very conflicted about is the soul here or not because it's something else and it's making you uneasy but it's also giving you this like alluring good feeling of this is someone you know but but it's it's not (laughs) (laughs) but we could be wrong yeah hmm really scary i don't like it that's a that's a good that one was weird but i was not expecting that I, you didn't you read these ones yeah but i didn't have a medium hat on also that one was really old before i was a medium ah got it got it got it got so. it got it all right let's do uh heaven dream oh okay so this is i know this one this one's from charles i believe ah so i figured we could like interpret his dream because he gave us a dream Cool. All right, Charles. Thanks for your submission. So I got my big fancy book, The Thousand Dreams by David Fontana. If you guys are interested in interpreting your dreams, it will be in the show notes. Boom. So Charles W., thank you for submission. This is what he wrote to us. I once had a dream that I was in heaven, but it wasn't necessarily the heaven that we think about. In, in the scenery was something along the lines of the Colosseum in Rome. Everyone was in togas and sandals. There were doorways along a outside hallway. Inside the doors, we can watch in one the living and experience their lives. I'm not too sure what this dream meant, but it was pretty good. Bro, did you dream of like the a place in which like souls go to once they pass over? Yeah, because that's what I was like thinking Like a fucking too. train station? <laughs> Did like you guys ever watch... between between our realm and the spirit realm? Yeah, you guys ever watch Wreck-It Ralph where all of the game characters go into the big train station and then at the end of the day they have to like... They use it to go from one video game to the next? Yeah. 
<laughs> is that what you did, but through like spiritual existence? Jesus. <laughs> Wild. All right. What do you got in that book there, M? I don't know. I got prophetic dreams. What does prophetic mean? Um, like, I could see it to the future type deal. Oh, I don't know if he was in the future. I, I know. Feel like it's just, I don't know what to look up. You want to. Roman things. Dying. Roman things. Heaven. Okay. Let's see. There's symbolism. Sky. Sky. Because <laughs> he said like heaven, like, but not because it was like Roman oh, Coliseums. Faith and spirit. You think that that relates? Maybe. Ooh, okay. That's a fun picture. So this is like religious things. Being of light. Go for it. I feel like you're up in the clouds there. I can see it. Everything's like outside. It's light, cloudy, white. Central to the Jungian, Jungian interpretation of dreams. The being of light is an archetypal, archetypical, archetypal, you read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Being of light, central to the Jungian interpretation of dreams, the being of light is an archetypical image embodied, embodying a universal spirit, embodying a universal spiritual principle relevant to all cultures and all religions. A figure is often shown bathed in light or surrounded by a brilliant halo, a generalized symbol of divine energy readily acceptable to the conscious ego. So I want to say the being of light wasn't necessarily a being in your dream, but the actual place in which your dream took place. Yeah. Which is crazy because it literally says it's readily acceptable to the conscious ego. So that's why you were able to go to that place. Wild. All right, Em, find another space. I'll read it for you. <laughs> oh, heaven's in here. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> There's a big old picture of Jesus, too. Look at that. Look at his mustache. His, uh. Halo? White Catholic mustache. Oh, God. <laughs> Western. Okay. Dreams about uh, heaven may appear as an idolized landscape, or it may appear as it does in religious art. Skies ablaze with light, and God surrounded by angels, or if you're Charles Togas. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, though, because uh, I don't know. Another common depiction of paradise is as a wonderful garden. This may be an intense wish fulfillment dream or a reassuring mes message in bereavement. I don't know. You guys haven't, do you have to be soothed by spirit where you feel intense and then you had this dream and they were like, it's fine, dude. This or is existence. he's on the edge of a spiritual awakening. Oh, and he's probably. Some, some hard messages, my dude. Okay, what else is there? Give me, give me the good goods again. We'll see if there's anything else in Togas, here. sandals, Togas. Roman coliseums. Is Italy in there? Uh, Dionysus, Dionysus wine, Italy. Metamorphoses. No, that's like some butterfly shit. You're some butterfly shit. I fucking wish I was, <laughs> figuratively and literally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, there's ceremonies and rituals. Doorways, hallways. Um, Train stations, buildings, see. environments, architects, architectural, um, architecture. Yeah, <laughs> three fifty. All right, three fifty. Charles, we're on it. Architecture. On it. They got Roman architecture in there. They got balconies. Ooh, library, rooms, and floors. There we go. Here you go, love. <laughs> All right, Charles. Rooms and floors. Like the mind, a house consists of different levels and compartments, all performing different functions and connected to each other by stairs and doors. 
In dreams, each room and floor can stand for different aspects of the personality or mind, which should be connected, integrated, but often are not. Jung saw the different floors as symbolizing the unconsciousness, the consciousness, and the higher spiritual aspirations. What? <laughs> Locked doors or precarious stairs may suggest difficulties we can face when we plumb the depths of the unconscious. Given the phallic symbolism of Freud attributes the steps and stairs, a dream in which we ride passively between floors on an escalator may suggest an emotionally detached sex life. Well, Freud can shove it right now, literally and fucking phallically because <laughs> Jung is on some fucking different shit. Oh, and yes. so was Charles when he had this dream. That's crazy. You literally are like, in a one, like, you're like, it was like heaven, but it wasn't heaven. And I'm quite sure that's exactly what it was. It was like heaven, but it wasn't heaven. And it you was were the there. in between. You were like looking through the door, looking at the spirit realm. That's crazy. And like, probably all the different rooms in which higher spiritual beings and like people exist. You literally were in the Wreck It Ralph, dude. Oh, <laughs> that is some wild shit. Okay, it was a paragraph, and I was like, this is going to be underwhelming. But Em's like, we got this here book, guys. Oh, God. Charles, I'm not picking awesome. the pages. Spirit is. That's great. So what happened in our dream podcast, which you guys should check out. <laughs> is it my turn now? Yeah, it's your turn. Tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. Guys, this is great. We got some good content, no? Yeah. Thank you, Charles. That was awesome. Definitely needed a little bit of an upper in that one. You ready? No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> do, 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 okay, I'm ready. Do, do, so this do, one's a short do, one. Do, do, do. Are you going to stop singing? John Cena! Well, at least I can get you to stop singing. Our next one is titled... John Cena! I saw a ghost. And this one is brought to you by Faith D. Thanks, Faith D. So, she says, When I was little, I saw my grandfather's ghost. A few years ago, I thought I heard a whisper. When I went to my cousin's house for a sleepover, we both saw a floating... Oh, we both saw a face floating in front of us. I have also seen little feet darting around corners, which I believe were the house fairies. I'm just curious. (sighs) I see the fairies. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Also, a face? A disembodied face? floating in your house guys you guys live in some spiritual places this is scary because i feel like there's a lot of fey creatures around you it makes me think about um courage the cowardly dog where he's like return the slab (laughs) okay let's first start with the (laughs) grandfather's ghost that's really weird and you're like a whisper what did he say like you forgot your keys (laughs) what are something grandfathers say make sure but is the whisper the same thing as the grandfather's ghost? Yeah, I think those ones are connected. Yeah. I don't know what the face is, though. What did yeah, the, the face, face look I like? <laughs> I think the face is very different. I do not it's think the that's... the face your... floating in front of us. The face is well, something different, for sure. It's really weird. I would just, like, look at it and be like, get out of here. You know, like, um, what was it? Like, March Madness, where they did, like, the thing with the basketball, where it's like, not in my town, and they just, like, yeet it. They, like, slap it down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not don't disrespect a face, but also weird. You know what I'm talking about? No. For a while, <laughs> there was like some basketball player. Someone went to like. Was seeing faces. 
No, no, no. Some basketball player mm-hmm. went to like chest pass a basketball to another basketball player, but mm-hmm. some dude on the opposing team literally just like yeet smacked the basketball midair between the passes and like someone got it and then made a meme out of it and it was like, not in this house. Oh, that's what you're saying to get rid of weird disembodied faces. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my psychological comedy mind deals with it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Equate the face to a basketball and tell it to get out of your house. I think you accidentally saw someone there. It's You're like, really whoops, weird. I'm here, but also I don't know how to make myself not visible anymore. So here's just my face. <laughs> like, I don't think they consciously were like, "I, you can see me now. It's time. Oh, God. I think it was kind of like a... <gasps> You can see me. Would you rather see just a face floating in the middle of a house or would you rather just like see like feet? I started seeing things physically. I know. And you haven't told me about it. Because I don't believe it was happening. It started happening when um, you were showing me. We were reacting to a TikTok and I saw eyes in the TikTok. They were not there. Gross. I don't want to see things in front of me. But yeah, um, I also... I think the things that are bothering you, you have a little dark thing. I think that was watching me while I was sleeping last night. What? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. There was something watching me while I slept. I tried not to look at it. What? Why do you have that face? I don't like when you talk about dark things. I like to just ignore like they're not there even when they are there. So. It's there. Get it out of here. looking at me. Well, tell it to not in this house. <laughs> I turned around. <laughs> I wasn't scared of it. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. You could also just look at it and go, no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, when we were filming our a, our last Paranormal Stories of a Medium, the lady like wanted me to listen to her, so she made me see a bird fly around that wasn't there either. But it's not scaring me, which is why I think it's happening now. <laughs> Gross. You asked for it. I do. I want it. Gross. I just don't know why you want to see things physically. Because it's easier. No, it's scarier. Well, okay. Right now, I... Okay, never mind. I was going to say that I feel like I'm making things up in my head, but also I feel like I'm making things up when I see things. So there's no difference. But also, it gets my attention. Your ADHD attention. I don't know. I also feel like right now, because I'm like accepting things, a lot of things are happening to me at once. Because yeah. you know how your ear hurts it's when things want to talk to you? Spiritual awakening. My ears start ringing and uh, now I'm seeing things. Weird. And I think it's just going to get more intense from here on. But it's really strange that you're like seeing the same things that I think I'm making up in my head. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. That's um, why we're twin flames. Sister. But yeah, do you see the fairies? Yeah, but they're... Like, they walk on their feet. Yes. Yeah. They (laughs) look more like the things from, uh, that I showed you on the TikTok live the other night. The things from Harry Potter, but they don't have wings. Ah, yeah. Like little elf goblin things. Yeah. I hear like sprites. Yeah. Like, um, a padding on the ground, but it's like, if you're walking barefoot, but it's really, really tiny. They're like house sprites. Yeah. You guys live in some weird places. (laughs) Yeah, you guys do. But they're, like, very happy beings. I feel like they might steal things in your house. I think they're mischievous. Well, okay, I think they're happy because they're like, ah, this is great. I don't think they're, like, trying to, like, do malicious things. 
but also I think they steal things from your house because it makes them happy. Yeah, it's funny. I don't think they're trying to like get negative energy from you. I think they are just really happy and excited about everything. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think so if that's true and there are things going missing in your house, it might be them. <laughs> All right. 100%. Last one. Which one should we do? The voice down the hall or dream emergency? Um, give me a second. Just pick. You don't have to read them first. I know. I got to know which one's better. Oh, my God. You read all of these already. I haven't. I know, but it wasn't like it was yesterday when I read them. What was the other one? The disembodied voice? No. Dream emergency. Dream emergency and disembodied voice, right? No. Which one else did you... What was the other one? The voice down the hall, I think, Uh, or dream emergency? The voice down the hall. That That one? one. Okay. All right, guys. This probably super spooky story was sent in by Sandy A. Thanks, Sandy A. All right. Sandy says, my eldest was about five years old and sick. I had brought her to bed with us to keep tabs on her fever. My husband was asleep and had no idea that I was sandwiched between the two. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Sometimes during the night, I woke up hearing her voice calling me from down the hallway. But since I knew she was laying next to me, oh, I figured I (laughs) dreamt it and closed my eyes to try and fall back asleep. My husband sat up and asked if I had heard our daughter. I was shocked and confused that he heard it too. But before I could answer, he ran down the hallway and in her room. I could hear him calling out for her throughout the house. He ran back into our room in a panic saying she was missing. I told him she was in bed with me, but he insisted she couldn't be because she had to have passed him in the hallway. I pulled the covers to show him she was lying there beside me and he was blown away. I explained that she had been in bed with us before we heard the voice call me from down the hall, but he just couldn't wrap his brain around it. To this day, we don't understand what or who that was or how it all came to be. Was your daughter Ashel projecting because she was sick? Is that what you see? I feel like it was her, but like also not her. I don't want to think that it was like something messing with you guys. What do you think? I, I feel think like what you're saying makes sense. I feel like she was very, very sick and might have just like been dreaming. And just doesn't didn't know that she was like calling out to you guys from far away in like a dream. Which is why you guys, I hear her, but she's sitting right next to me. You know, like weird shit happens when you're sick. Yeah, because I thought it was like a residual thing because when I get residual things, it's like it's here and then it echoes away from me. Um, And that's kind of what happened. But also it's her voice. I feel like the other option, because my ear is bothering me, is that it could have been like you guys were sick, like worried about your daughter who was sick and it might have been like, a little dark thing that came in to like mess with you guys because it knew that you were upset and was trying to trying to like cause problems what do you think i don't want to say that but it freaks me out what does it look like it makes it look like whatever it needs to i think it looks like sickly and short it's like three feet tall i see it like rolling around on the ground gross <laughs> sorry <laughs> which makes sense why i hear her voice and then it rolls down the hallway because it's not her yeah because it's this dark thing that's like literally rolling down the hallway yeah but it's like when um you know like 
there's like yoga where it's like baby's pose, like child's pose or something. And you like hold your feet. That's how it's rolling. Yes. <laughs> That's really gross. <laughs> Sorry to freak you out, Sandier, but that I makes sense. assume I it's not there anymore. You guys were probably just like very stressed out about your daughter being sick. So it was yeah, with making things, things harder. When you are emitting negative energy, you're usually attracting that kind of thing towards you. And it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's happening. It's just something that you need to, like, learn to deal with and, like, overcome, which is why it's there. And it's, like, it's not something you should be necessarily afraid of. It's just something that you need to work on within yourself. So. Okay. It made me uncomfortable, but I said it there. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I don't like Because I was, like, confused because I just, like, could just hear it for the first time. And then you told you said something, and then I could see it because, obviously, you, like, doesn't want to be seen. That's so really, makes sense. really weird. Can we do one more? Ugh. Um, I have one more. Okay. One more. Okay. Fine. Fine. You just have to be first and last because then you're first to being last. I hate you. <laughs> well, I want to read Flo's story. Okay. So our last one is titled, Not Afraid of Dying. What was that? I don't know. Guys, M's basement is making weird noises. We're, we're telling scary stories and I'm scared. I also have a mouse problem. It's oh. called chinchillas. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's just Mickey Mouse. Oh, he just like steps out from there. Dear God. This that would be terrifying. That would actually be terrifying. <laughs> Not a fucking mouse. <laughs> fucking Mickey Mouse coming out of my bomb shelter. A uh, three foot Mickey Mouse. Jesus Christ. Well, He's anyways. Plot twist. He's dating Mally. <laughs> Mally is my chinchilla. <laughs> She's the sassy one. Forbidden love. Disney aversion. Dear God. Sorry. <laughs> so this story is brought to you by Flo H. Or we could say Florence. Because that's what it says. But we call her Flo. So she says, So the story isn't clay related like the video mentioned, but it's interesting. I work in hospice which for anyone who doesn't know is a healthcare specialty that is for people who are dying and for various reasons cannot be treated or do not want to be treated. So you can imagine I am around a lot of death and sometimes spooky things. One patient who came to us made it a point to tell us that she was not afraid of dying, that she instead was excited because she wanted to see her husband again. Oh, right. <laughs> he had passed away several several years before, and she missed him dearly. Several weeks later, she had declined to the point of being unresponsive and was surviving on only three to four breaths per minute. She couldn't tell us, but we knew she was in pain, but would not go. One afternoon, as I sat charting at the nurse's desk, I remember that she was that she wanted to see her husband. I immediately thought that she was waiting for him to come and collect her. So I did a quick Google search to learn his name, then sat at her bedside and called to him out loud and told him she was in pain and waiting for him and to please come get her. I suddenly got the feeling that I was no longer the only person in the room with this patient. So I decided to step out to give space for whatever needed to happen. As I was walking out, another worse nurse walked in. She was there no more than two minutes before she came out and said, she's gone. I was in shock and told her about what just happened. 
She now thinks I'm a sage. <laughs> uh, sage mode. We talked about in the last whatever we were talking. I think it was in the YouTube. video. Yeah. She now thinks I'm a sage, whereas some of my coworkers believe it was either a coincidence or because a pastor had been in to see her earlier that day. Of course, they're going to give credit to the pastor. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess no one will ever really know. However, I believe in my heart that it truly was just the respect that I had for the spirit that led my patient back to her love and her home. I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh, God. <laughs> and she actually is crying. <laughs> That's so cute. I feel like this man was there the whole time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's so cute. So why why did Flo know to go in there? What do you mean? Oh, he's saying that he wanted someone to be there when it was happening to help her Probably. to not be alone. Yeah. Who wants to be alone when they're dying? Yeah, so it's so cute. So I think that no, it wasn't necessarily that you, like, made the man come and help her cross. He made you come help her. Yeah. <laughs> you were there for her so that she didn't have to pass by herself. You yeah. made it comfortable for her to to go to her love. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. See, it was a good one to end on. <laughs> Anything else? I know he's talking to you, and that's why you're emotional. Oh, yeah, well, because I can feel it. They're yeah. so cute. I feel like he was tall and thin at one point, and before she passed, she was kind of, like, shorter and frumpier, and he's like, but she's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> so cute. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't want to leave Brad. I feel like I would want to take care of him so that he doesn't have to live without me because he's very sensitive, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to die first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest with you. I can't handle that kind of trauma. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I can't watch people. No, I can't do that. I really... know it will happen, but I don't want it to happen. <laughs> oh, watch people die. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I want to die before. That's why I want to die at 73. Because I was like, nothing can happen that's good <laughs> after that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. I don't know. I think it bothers me when people don't know what, how to deal with death, especially like that. Like when my grandma was dying, I think we talked about it in a past podcast or something, but I don't know. It was weird because like my aunts and uncles like didn't know what to do when my grandma was dying and I was literally the only one that would sit next to her and hold her hand. Yeah. I think that was in our like our questions podcast video, whatever it was. Okay. It just bothered me. Like- I, and I was never close to my grandmother at all for, like, various reasons. It just is kind of sad. And it just annoyed me that I was sitting there holding her hand and her own daughter was, like, looking at her like she was an alien. And I don't want to, like, alienate people, not to pun intended, um, if that's something that's hard. But I don't know. It's just, like, a normal part of life. And it just bothers yeah. me. Well, the issue for me is my love language is quality time and watching what it does to people is like overpowering to me. I don't like watching what death does to other people. The, oh, the people around you? Yes. Oh, it just made me that's angry. What, <laughs> that's what makes it traumatic for me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's the same. Cause I just, yeah. Like I knew that when my grandmother was going to pass away, like when I came home from seeing her, like I knew it was the last time I would see her. And I made a point cause my dad and I crossed paths and I was like, Hey dad, you should go stay with grandma tonight. Cause someone's going to have to be there. Cause I don't, I like, I feel like she's not going to make it. 
to pass tonight. And he's like, yeah, I was already on my way there. And then she ended up passing away. So I'm just glad that he was there, you know? Right. Because he's an awkward taco too most of the time, (laughs) but he tries, you know? So it was a really cute story. Yeah. Thanks, Flo. That was awesome. Well, now that I'm all sad, let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week. You guys want to talk about how goblins leave auras on the ground? What? If you do. We didn't even talk about that in this video. <laughs> or no, this podcast. I know. If you do, go watch our video. Because we talked about a goblin. And we talked about how we're also going to be talking about auras next week. Because everyone wants to know more about auras. And I'm yeah, like, Everybody's okay, obsessed whatever. with them. So, we could talk about wings, too. Oh, God. We could do the wing thing in the podcast. And then we can do the aura thing just in uh, YouTube. Are you going to draw my wings? Oh my God, I would love that. Then we have to do it in the YouTube video. <laughs> she just did a little happy dance. I love when I have to, when I get to do art in our business. I feel like we have to use watercolor though. Yeah, that's I what know. I, okay, as long as you know. <laughs> All right, guys, you want to learn more about uh, metaphysical stuff and you're new to our podcast? We also have a YouTube channel. We also have a blog. We have a website. You guys want a reading? If you didn't get it, I'm a psychic medium. Em's a psychic medium. She does tarot readings. I do psychic medium readings, pet psychic readings, plant psychic readings, and I think I do house readings now too, but that's kind of fun. (laughs) Um, If you guys want to make a reading, go to our website. If you don't want to make a reading, still go to our website. If you want to learn about metaphysical stuff, you don't have to get a reading. You just got to be Go to our website. (laughs) Yeah. And um, we're on Facebook, TikTok. TikTok is wild. That makes me do some... (laughs) I make her uncomfortable on TikTok. All the time. And uh, if you didn't know, we got a podcast because you're listening to it right now. Unless it's like an alternate dimension. But I guess somewhere you're listening to our podcast. Everyone's listening. I feel like everybody lives in fucking alternate dimensions. Oh, for based sure. Based on your stories, my dude. <laughs> so if you guys are interested in getting in on the next one, remember to go to our extras tab on our website, metapsychics.com. And you can submit your story for our next listener's story. Yeah. But- we're going to try and do it once a month. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do it once a month. We're going to try. It's up to you guys. We are not going to do it once a month. We've got too many things going <laughs> once a month. We're going to do it whenever we have enough uh, whatevers to enough stories to actually do things. You guys want listener stories every week? We're That's going up to, you. to do listener stories whenever M says. Got it? <laughs> whenever the people give us stories. This is fun. I like it. Your stories are creepy. I did not think any of these stories would be this cool. I didn't think that I would like see things that are happening to you guys. So that's weird. You told me when we were going to do a listener story that I was going to put on my medium hat. Oh, well, how... I didn't have a medium hat back then. <laughs> how the turns have tabled, my friend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we'll see you guys in the next one. Make sure to check out our content. Book a reading if you like. But we'll see you guys later. We are your meta kicks. Wow. And then the goldfish stepped out of the bowl wearing glass slippers and went ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Wonderful.